This message is brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries, we encourage you to visit us online at tabernaclehickory.org. That's tabernaclehickory.org. You can find our sermons on a number of platforms, including Apple iTunes, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. We trust that God will use this message to speak to your heart. Uh, Genesis chapter 29, Genesis chapter 29 tonight, we'll begin our reading in verse number 15. The Bible says, And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldest thou, uh, thou therefore serve me for naught? Tell me, what shall thy wages be? And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah. The name of the younger uh, was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed, uh, they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled, that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening uh, that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him, and he went in unto her. And Laban uh, gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpah, his maid, for an handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, It must not be so uh, done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week, and we will give thee this also for the service which thou uh, shalt serve with me yet seven other years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. And he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. And Laban uh, gave to Rachel his daughter Bilhah, uh, his handmaid, to be her maid. <clears throat> and he went in uh, also unto Rachel. And he loved also Rachel more than Leah and served with him yet seven other years. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son. She called his name Reuben, for uh, she said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Because the Lord hath heard that I was hated, he hath therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me, because uh, I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. She conceived again and bare a son, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah and left bearing. Here we have a very familiar story in God's Word, a story no doubt that you have probably heard. Uh, the story where uh, Jacob is uh, working for Laban, and uh, Laban tells Jacob that he, he needs to pay him for the things that he's done, for the work that he's doing, and uh, Jacob uh, had someone in mind, or he has something in mind, and he, uh, the Bible goes directly to Laban's daughters and begins to tell us about uh, Rachel and Leah, and he compares the two daughters, and um, Jacob uh, has one daughter in particular in mind, and uh, obviously the, the more beautiful of the daughters, and uh, they, they agreed upon uh, Rachel as wages for his work, and uh, so the, the story goes through, uh, you know the story, we just read it, and uh, Laban uh, 
gives Jacob Leah instead of Rachel, and uh, the the some of the um, some of the worst words in Scripture, verse number twenty-five. Behold, it was Leah, and much to Jacob's surprise, he woke up the next morning and was married to to Leah and not Rachel. He begins to work uh, seven more years for Rachel because Laban said it must not be done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. And if I'm Jacob, I'm thinking that would have been nice to know seven years ago, right? And uh, so he works, he works another seven years and um, the, then Laban gives Rachel uh, to Jacob. And uh, because, uh, because Rachel was more loved than Leah, God uh, closes her womb and opens the womb of Leah, and uh, Leah begins to have these children for Jacob. But we get to verse number 35, and as I'm reading and studying this passage of Scripture, verse number 35 says, And she conceived again and bare a son, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Now will I praise the Lord. You know, we're living in a day where um, it is very important that Christians are praising God as we should. When I look at, at Leah's life and eat really just this passage of Scripture, she uh, really went through some very difficult things. Obviously, she was, the Bible tells us that she was tender-eyed. Uh, it means she was um, not as pleasant to look upon as her sister was. She was tender-eyed, and, and she, um, I mean, you know you've got it rough when your father has to lie to a man to take you to be his wife. And so Leah, had, Leah went through a really tough, uh, really rough time during this passage of Scripture. And we get to verse 35, and she says, Now I will praise the Lord. That phrase um, has the meaning of that she will praise the Lord again as she did before. Something happened to Leah where she wasn't praising God like she did before. There was a time in Leah's life where she praised God more than she was now. There was a time in her life where she was closer to the Lord than she was during this period of time. I think about my own life, and maybe you're listening tonight, and maybe there's a time in your life where you were closer to the Lord than you are right now. Maybe you've gotten your eyes off of God and you've gotten your mind on other things, and we're not praising God like we once did. Turn with me, if you will, really quickly to uh, Psalm 42. Psalm 42, the theme of the book of Psalms is, is praising the Lord. Praising the Lord. And I'll just read some of these verses to you. Psalm 42 says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? We skip down, looking at the end of verse number 4. Um, it says, With the voice of joy and praise. Verse number five, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. And we go on, the end, of, uh, the end of that psalm, we see yet praise him again. And then in Psalm 43, we see the last two verses is speaking of praising the Lord. Will I praise thee? I shall yet praise. Then we, we continue on to, to Psalm 44, praise thy name forever. And we could go through the Psalms and we could really go through Scripture and see where, where God deserves to be praised. God deserves our praise. He desires our praise. That's what we as Christians are supposed to do is lift the name of Jesus up. We're supposed to be praising the Lord. 
And I see in verse number 35 that Leah apparently had gone through a time in her life where she was not where she was supposed to be. She was not praising God as she once did before. And this is a story we often think about this story and we know that uh, we know Jacob and Rachel and, and often Leah gets overlooked. But I want to look at Leah in this story and I want to look at some things that, that, that she went through. Some things that, where she went from not praising God to now she's going to praise Him again. She went from a place in her life where, where she had taken her eyes off of God. She put her mind and her uh, attention on other things. And then she got to verse number 35. Now will I praise the Lord. Now will I praise the Lord. She named her final son of verse 35 Judah, which means praise. Now everything in her life is pointing back to God. Everything in her life is pointing back to the Lord as it did before. And I'm asking you tonight... I'm asking you tonight, has there ever been a time in your life where you praised God more? Aren't you glad that you don't have to be in this auditorium tonight to praise the Lord? Aren't you glad that, uh, that, that it is not against the law at this time to praise the Lord? We can freely praise God. We can, we can freely worship Him wherever we are. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to be a Christian in these days. And if there's anything that we need as Christians is we need to get back to praising God. We need to get back to, to, to the simplicity of the Christian life, but we need to get back to just praising the name of Jesus. And I don't know about you tonight, but that's something that I want. Like Leah, she says, I will praise the Lord. And that's what I want tonight. I just want to praise the Lord. And we're going to look at just a few things here very quickly that Leah did that got her eyes off of God and, and, and got her to a place, a low place, where she saw that she needed to praise the Lord again. Number one, stop looking at Rachel. And that's what Leah found herself doing. She was looking at Rachel. She was looking at Rachel. Verse number 17, Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. You know, you know what Leah's problem was? Is that she was there and she saw Rachel every day. And she woke up every morning and saw Rachel there getting ready for the day, right? And she saw how beautiful she was. And compared to Rachel, she was just ugly. The Bible says that she was tender-eyed, right? That's obviously not speaking about her eyesight because it tells us that Rachel was beautiful in comparison to Leah. Leah found herself being inadequate. She did not meet the standards of her sister. And she got her eyes off of where she was supposed to be and got her eyes on Rachel and she was inadequate. Uh, we see that it's disappointing when we're looking at Rachel, when we're looking at, at worldly things uh, that, that seem to be desirous, it's a very disappointing lifestyle. It's very disappointing. I often will sometimes go to the gym every once in a blue moon and when I do, I go in there and I'm, I'm ready to, to work out or whatever the case may be and I often see these other men in there who are much uh, more muscular than I am, and uh, you can tell that they've been working out for a while, and they've, they've built up their muscles, and I walk in there and often feel uh, much like Leah, very disappointed uh, in myself, and I feel uh, very inadequate uh, with myself, right? But when we're, looking, when we're looking at the world, and when we're looking at other people, and we're comparing ourselves with other things, it's going to be disappointing. 
I've got sad news for you tonight and for myself is that we're all Leah, right? We all fall short in some way. But life is already full of pain and disappointment. I mean, think about Jacob. He worked seven years for Rachel. And then those very sad words in Scripture, behold, it was Leah. Talk about disappointment. Even after he finally uh, worked his years for Rachel, she became barren and was disappointed. And no doubt Jacob was disappointed in this. And we all fall short in some area of our life. Every day Leah woke up and was reminded of the beauty of Rachel. Beauty of Rachel. It was, uh, it was very disappointing. You know, no matter what earthly thing or person we put our trust in, it always disappoints us. It will always disappoint us. It was disappointing. It was deceptive. You see, what we don't uh, see early in this passage of Scripture is that Rachel uh, also fell short. Right? I mean, yes, she was beautiful, but she wasn't able to have children. So in some way, we see that uh, this is deceptive. When we look at things of the world, when, we're, when our eyes are on other things, it may look good at first, but the devil, the master deceiver, never shows us the bad up front. He likes to deceive us by giving us the good-looking part. And then eventually we see where it leads. No one is exempt from this deceitfulness. Let me read you some verses from Scripture. It says, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof. Right? She saw that it looked good. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld the whole plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere. And we see what happened to Lot and his family. It looked good at first. David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was beautiful to look upon. But we know the end of that story as well. Right? All, of these, all of these examples of people that are being deceived by the devil. And when we're looking at these things, we will be deceived. We're not seeing the whole story. We're not seeing the whole picture. We're not seeing the end result. Right? We must keep our eyes on the Lord. We're looking too much at Rachel, because in the morning, Rachel always becomes Leah. It always becomes Leah when we're, when we're putting our trust and our faith and we're, uh, we're working for these things of the world. It causes us to, to desire ungodly things. The grass often looks greener on the other side, doesn't it? Right? But we know, we know that we don't always know the whole story. Stop looking at Rachel. Get your eyes off of the world. Right? Number two, stop listening to Laban. So we're, we're looking too often at the world, we're, we're watching the world, and, and don't get me wrong, we should, not be, um, we, we should not bury our heads in the sand and not, what, not know what's going on around us, but when our, when our faith and our hope and our, our, at the end of the day, you know, at, at night when we're going to bed, if that's the last thing we're thinking of, right, then we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be deceived, and we must stop listening to Laban. When we're listening to Laban, uh, notice in verse number 26, and Laban said, it must not be done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. This was, a, uh, this was deception from Laban, and he, was, uh, he, he, he came up with this master plan. And because Leah had nothing better to give, she just went along with it. right? And when we're listening to Laban, we're compromising. We're compromising. In weakness, we start to compromise what we know. Sometimes we think 
living for the world is all that, all that we have left. Sometimes we think that it's just much easier. We think our last hope will just be, well, it's just easier. We're just going to give in. I'm just going to listen to this uh, lie of the devil, and I'm just going to go with it, right? But there, there, is a, there is a better plan. There is a better way. And Leah found herself looking at Rachel and being disappointed and, and seeing that she falls short every day to listening to Laban and listening to his plans. When we are weak, we begin to compromise and we compromise the scripture and we compromise um, our stance and we compromise in sin and we're, we're listening to the lies of the devil. And we don't know necessarily that they're the lies of the devil right away, right? But if we're not listening to God and his word, if we're not continually studying God's word, then we're listening to something else. We're following something else. We go in circles. You see, she was right back where she started. She was right back where she started listening to Laban, still falling short of Rachel, still being the ugly sister. Jacob still was married to Rachel, and she was right back where she started. And when we start listening to these lies of the devil, we're wasting time here on earth. And we just find ourselves just going in circles like the children of Israel. Right? And they listened. they listened to the ten spies who were negative concerning the promised land. And because they listened to them and they, 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 they bought into the, to those lies and to, uh, to the lies that God cannot uh, defeat the enemy, right? what happened? They began to go in circles and they began to wander in the wilderness. Don't doubt in the dark what you knew to be true in the light. We're listening. We're listening too much to Laban. We're listening too much to these lies and, and, and to these plans. And, and we know what the Bible says. Let's get back to God's word. Let's get back to listening to God and what he says. Right. And we know that there's always consequences for those sins. And for when we do listen, when we do get off track. There's always consequences. Jacob, the master deceiver. Right. He, he is now being deceived. What goes around comes around, right? There's always consequences. We reap what we sow, and Jacob definitely understands that at this point. Number three, not only do we stop look, uh, do we not need to look at Rachel or listen to Laban, we need to stop trying to be loved by Jacob. Stop trying to earn the love of Jacob. The fear of man is one of the great dangers of the Christian life. Fearing man, fearing man's thoughts. And often, you know, we think of this as a, as a lesson for teenagers, you know, stop trying to earn popularity and tr stop trying to be uh, just liked by everyone in your school or in your classroom. But how often do we as adults uh, fall into this same trap of, uh, of trying to be loved by those around us? And we would rather please man than please God. Leah tried and tried to please Jacob, and we see this by the, by the name she was giving, and she was, she was having these sons, and she was like, now, now, therefore, my husband will love me, in verse number 32, now he will love me, finally, finally, I've done something good, finally, I've earned his love, and she had Reuben, which means behold, a son, she had Simeon, which means heard that the Lord had Heard, and now, now maybe uh, Jacob will give her the time of day, right? She had Levi, which means joined together. She's hoping that now her and Jacob can truly be joined together. With each son, her desire was to be loved and accepted by Jacob. But we know this is temporary. We know this is just temporary, right? When, you're, when you finally earn someone's love, that love can just as easily be lost. It can just as easily be taken away. The most important earthly thing to us can only bring temporary pleasure. It's temporary trying to 
to when we finally gain this love, it's just a temporary thing. It's a tiresome thing. It's tiresome trying to seek man's approval, and it's a never-ending cycle, and we'll never truly get uh, fulfillment from that. And yet, day by day goes by, and we just fall into this same trap of trying to be loved, trying to earn man's approval, and some of us are addicted to that approval. Some of us, all we want is just to be liked by others. And it's evident in our actions, what we do, what we say, what we post. We just want people to like us. We just want people to love us, right? And, and, and by the way, some of that's okay as long as that's not priority over God's approval. What do we think about who, who uh, as we go throughout our day, the decisions that we make? Why do we go to church? Why do we choose the outfit for that day? Why do we do the things we do? We're trying to approve, are we trying to get the approval of man or are we trying to please the Lord? So Leah... In this passage up to this point, she's gotten her eyes off the Lord. She's been looking at Rachel. She's been watching Rachel. She's been, uh, she's been listening to Laban and, and these lies and these schemes. She's been, she's been following these schemes because that's the best plan that she had at the time. She didn't know what else to do, so she just went along with it. She's trying to be loved by Jacob. She's trying to uh, earn his love, and she's trying to uh, do all these things, and she's trying to work to, to get his approval. But then we get to the turning point of the story. And up to this point, she's failed, she's failed, she's failed. She's been inadequate. She's been, uh, she, she, is, she has fallen by the wayside. She's tried and she's tried and she's been tired. Number four, we need to learn to, to lean on the Lord. Just lean on the Lord. Remember, we're getting back to praising Him. We need to get back. It's, a, uh, it's not a revival message, but we need to get back to, uh, to having these revivals in our own life. And if there's one thing that I need in my Christian life, it's constant revival, right? It's a constant awakening of my spiritual life, a constant uh, me renewing uh, that, that relationship with the Lord and that fellowship with God. It's me waking up and, and thinking I need to get back to Jesus. I just need to get back to praising God again like I have before. And if we're, not, if we're not careful, we'll go through seasons of our life and we'll fail in these areas. We'll fall short in these areas and we need to lean on the Lord. Finally, she finally came to, the, to, to know that looking and listening and loving the world will only bring emptiness and destruction. It will never truly satisfy, but placing all of your energy and your attention and your praising the Lord will bring eternal satisfaction. You know, God God chooses you. I think about this story and you think about, um, you think about Leah and how God chose her, right? And we, we, if we were in this, if we were God over this uh, situation, this little love triangle, we would have chosen Rachel, the, the, the more beautiful sister, the one uh, who we thought would have been uh, best suited for Jacob and best suited to, uh, to, to have these children and to carry on this name and this line. We would have chosen Ra uh, Rachel, but God chose Leah. And I'm so glad tonight that even though we fall short in so many ways, even though we are inadequate, we're not strong enough, right? We're not good looking enough that God chooses us. When everyone else was looking away from Leah, when everyone else was looking at the beautiful sister, 
God chose her and God used her. Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. We may be like Leah, but God is looking for Leah. Are you weak enough for God to use? Do you feel inadequate? Do you feel underqualified? Do you feel broken, too broken for God to use? Then good, now God can use you. You see, uh, Leah had to come to the end of herself and realize that she could not do it on her own. She came to a place in her life where she had to realize that none of this stuff was working. I I can't do enough. I can't be pretty enough. It's just not going to happen. Then God can use her. And we have to come to this place in our life where we realize, listen, God loves you. God has chosen you for this time. God has chosen us for this time. And there are days when I feel like I can't be used. There are days when I feel like I am, uh, I'm too far away from the Lord. I'm too weak. I'm, I'm not good enough at this. I, I'm not strong enough for this. I can't work this out. That's when God shines through. That's when God's strength is truly revealed. He, he chooses us, then He changes us. Leah was different. From verse number 17, where she's the tender-eyed sister, to now verse number 35, where she is praising the Lord again. She's a different sister. She's changed. She's a different person. Jacob knows about this change in just a couple of chapters. He's going to face a major change in his life. But before he did, God had to break him. Before he could come to that place in his life where, where his name was changed and his reputation was changed and his nature was changed, God had to break him. God brought him to the end of himself and he wrestled with God until God finally uh, shone through in his life and God finally changed him. God does not value you because you're valuable. You're valuable because God values you. It's not about our strength. It's not about uh, what we can do. And it's not even about our weakness. If we focus on our inadequacies, then God can't use us. Then our eyes are off of the Lord. We must focus on Him. We must know that we're inadequate and focus on His strength. Then He challenges you. After He chooses you and changes you, now He can use you to do something great for His glory. God has called us to something great. I believe we're living in the last days, and I believe God has called us for a specific purpose to carry out the Great Commission to show God's love and God's power to a world around us. My question for you tonight is, have you lost that vision of God? Have you lost that vision from God? Have you lost your praise? Are you going through a season of your life where where you're just focused on everything else? We're so often focused on everything else going on around us. There's so much out there to look at. There's so many Rachels, right? There's so many things that we can look at. There's so many different uh, deceptions and Laban giving us these lies. And there's so many different people that we want to please each and every day and we we desire their love and approval. But let me encourage you tonight to return, to return to the object of our praising and to rejoice in the opportunity of our praising. We as a church, we have an opportunity to praise the Lord and to lift His name up in our community. And I want to encourage you to do that. Just like Leah in verse 35, Now will I praise the Lord. Now I will praise the Lord. I've I've come to this place. I see 
that there's nothing that I can do. Judah. That's what we're going to name our son. Judah. Praise. Let's just praise God. With everything else going on in the world around us, with all the chaos and the turmoil and the darkness, the wickedness, let's just praise the Lord. Let's just get back to praising God. And, and, and let's do that as a church. Let's do that as an individual. Fathers, let's do that in our homes. Right? Let, let, let's, let's step up and let's praise God in our homes, in our own hearts, individually. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord as we did before. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used His Word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.